Thanks for joining us today. We're your hosts, Daniel and Bonnie Hoover, and we're hoping that wherever you find yourself today, if you're driving in a car, sitting in an office, or at home, or just doing chores, however you're listening to us, that you're having a good day today. Yep, and we are. It's actually sunny out today. It's been raining here for like 40 days and 40 nights. It feels like it. It feels like, well, it didn't rain for so long, and then now it feels like it's not stopping. So, um, and I feel bad. Like I prayed, we prayed for like months for it to rain. Like God, we need rain, mm-hmm, send rain. Mm-hmm. And now he's he's not stopping. But yeah, we um, prayed too hard, and God's over answering. <laughs> So I'm, I'm just going to stay out of his way. Yep, yep. He knows what he's doing. Yep. So the last episode we recorded, I don't know if you remember or if you recently listened to it, but it we recorded it the day before the college football national championship game. And as we've mentioned before, we are really big Georgia Bulldog fans. That's dog with a W. Dog D-A-W-G, which is the correct spelling. Yep. And if you're not a sports fan, well, we're we're sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, bear with us a little bit because, um, you know, we we do love football. I actually love football too. I know a lot of ladies don't, but I don't like to be interrupted with conversation during during football games. And so, especially um, football games you care about, like right, if it's right, something. Right. Something that, you know. Honestly, Super Bowl, if I don't have a dog in the fight. You don't care. I don't it care. could be a social event. And we're never going to have a bulldog there's in the one, fight. There's not. one dog that, I mean, there's one big game, though, that you you will not let me invite people over for, and that's when Georgia plays. Because, mm-hmm. as you say, the, the wife typically, I don't want a blanket statement, mm-hmm. but the wife typically wants to talk to you, and mm-hmm. you're like, I just want to watch the game. I do have one or two female friends who mm-hmm. are you more serious than... <laughs> I think not. I do have one or two female friends. <laughs> I do have friends who actually like football, and some of them even more than I do. So yeah. um, that's pretty cool. But still, you know, they're in the same boat. They don't want to talk either. So yeah. we're not getting if together. If it's a Falcons them. fan, though, you'll gladly take it. Sure, sure. Falcons so fan. anyway, so if you're not a sports fan, just kind of bear with us for this episode. So, um, because we're going to be talking kind of from that. But basically, there were two ways you probably watched the, the championship game. Yeah. If, you know? were, if you were not a sports fan or you were just not alive during those couple of days to watch mm-hmm. TV, explain, Bonnie, what happened. Yep. So you either tuned out at halftime because you're like, okay, this game's kind of over with. Which was everybody that's not a Georgia fan and some marginal Georgia fans yep. just tuned out at halftime. Or you hung in there and watched to the very last minute and probably into the wee hours of the morning for all the post-game coverage and all the stuff that they're talking about afterwards because you were like, Which is yes. what we did. Yes. And we even let Colby, our 11-year-old, stay up to like one watching the post-game mm-hmm. because this, we're in a season, we're just going to enjoy it because we've lived through years without it and there years will come, we won't have it. So while we have it, I want to savor it. Yep. You know? We want to enjoy it. So, you know, and all the sports talk that's, you know, happening well it's gonna you know we're gonna talk about all this sports stuff and it's gonna hang in there with us because it will point to your marriage and it's gonna help your marriage that's right some of the stuff um but yeah and if you're if you're not a college football fan let me just fill you in real quick georgia won that game 
Oh, did they win? Oh, they won. It was they beat TCU sixty five to seven. At one point, you almost really—I mean, if you're a Georgia fan, you almost start feeling sorry. No, no. But well, I mean, if you say at TCU, it's one thing. If you say Texas Christian University, then they sound like a little college we went to, a little Christian college, and then you're like, Aww. okay, that's really that's really mean and sad. But how how did this happen? So. And this was all the rage on social media. I mean, like during the game, I've got friends who are Alabama fr- fans that. So don't get mad at us. No, no, Still no. Love us. I've got one or two Alabama fan friends that was posting like, hey, TCU shouldn't be in there. Alabama should be in the playoffs. And whatever you think, yeah, that's fine. And that was the big talk for the next few days. Did the, did the playoff committee get it wrong? Did mm-hmm. they get the wrong team in there? Should TCU have even been in that game? And a lot of people say they shouldn't, yada yada. But this is our podcast, so, so I we can say, say whatever we want to say. I want. <laughs> so my opinion is that they did belong in that game. TCU fought. They want. Listen, you got to win the games. If you don't win the games, if you lose more than one game, you're not getting in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That's just kind of the way it's structured. I mean, that's the way the teams are. And TCU won the games they needed to win, mm-hmm. and they even in the playoffs they beat an undefeated Big Twelve champion. In Michigan, so yeah, they mm-hmm. deserve to be there, right? As much as anybody else sure. did. It, but then you look at the score and you're like, okay, they're Alabama. Anybody else would have mm-hmm. put up a better game. Ohio State, you know, played us really close the week before. Here's my opinion: I I think they deserve to be there. I just think they ran into a buzzsaw that was Georgia mm-hmm. that night. I think they one. I think we out talented and we outmatched them in recruiting different mm-hmm. things like that but honestly i think any team that would have played george that night would have run into that bus all mm-hmm. now maybe not 65 to 7 sure but i don't know that there's a college team that could have played georgia and won that night i mean no. we would have shut them out we had one busted coverage on a play that allowed them to score other than that if we had had not not had that mm-hmm. we would have shut them out and i and i think any college team that would have played us that particular night yeah, that you Would hear have, any given Sunday. Any they talk given about, Sunday, any yeah. given Monday night national championship game. I just think that was that was the best game I've ever seen Georgia play. Yeah. In 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 the last two seasons that they you know have only mm. lost one game. Yeah. So you know, what does this all have to do with marriage? What does this have to do with yeah, a marriage relationship? Yeah. Well, come back with us. Hang in there because that's what we're about to talk about. All right, so it's the new year. Are you and your spouse looking for a Bible study to do? Maybe maybe you got a New Year's resolution where you wanted to dive into the Word, dive into a Bible study. Or maybe you're in a small group and you're starting a new semester of small groups at your church. Well, check out the Marriage Adventure Bible Study. It's Discovering Mission for Your Marriage. You can get it on our website, uh, themarriageadventure.com, or you can get it on Amazon. You can rent the videos on the website or from Right Now Media. It's six sessions on how to discover God's mission for your marriage. Do it. You'll be thankful you did. All right. Daniel, so you came up with the topic this week. Um, You know, so that's why this podcast is you know, about marriage. It's spending so much time talking about the college national championship. Yeah, well... um, I'm a guy, mm-hmm. and I like sports, and we should probably do this more often. <laughs> and when my team wins, I especially like it. So I wanted to talk about it, right? Mm-hmm. And it's been a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. but 
I really want to talk about it again. So, no, actually, I was listening. It was funny because I came up with this topic the, the day or two after. So the next day after the Natty, I'm, you know, I'm just consuming all the sports talk I can and all the, the radio, the podcasts I listen to and different things like this. And, uh, and everybody was talking about the beatdown, whether TCU should be there. And then, and then uh, Kirby Smart, who's the coach of Georgia, his um, pre-locker, pre-game locker room speech leaked. And uh, boy, howdy, um, mm. hide, your, hide your wife and kids when you listen to that because, mm. man, it is uh, – it's brutal. It's brutal. I mean, listen, it make you run through a wall, man, but <laughs> the language language is pretty brutal, so we won't, we won't uh, read that or, or play it. But, but, um, but I'm, I'm listening to all of that, um, it, it sparked something in me that grabbed me, mm. and I was like, man – Ah, it, we could apply this to marriage and our Christian life. Mm. Wow. So back at the beginning of the season, um, before the season started, um, they were coming off their first national championship in, in decades, four decades, right? When I was a little kid and got hooked on Georgia football, 1980 was when they last time they had won before last year. So coming off of last year's championship, um, Kirby said, he said, teams will be hunting Georgia this year. And he knew because he had coached Alabama, won a bunch of natties there. He said, once you win, everybody marks their calendar for that game against you. Mm-hmm. So you, they want to take you out. You get everybody's You're best the game. You're the target. They come prepared for you. So you get everybody's best game. However, he said, he said, there will be zero complacency in the Georgia football program this year. He said, we will not be the hunted at the University of Georgia. The hunting will be from us going in the other direction. Mm. And what a great statement of realizing, one, that these other teams are coming for you. Mm -hmm. You're not just another game for them. They knock you off. They get catapulted in the standings. It's a big big deal. And then he said, we're not going to be the hunted. We're going to be... We're going to be going after them. We're going to, the hunting's going to happen from the other side of the field. We're going to be the hunters. Yep. And then before the national championship game, I remember we were sitting there watching it, and the sideline reporter, she asked him, she said, Kirby, uh, you're notorious for having a word for your team for the game. What, what was the word that you gave your team before the game today? And I'll never forget, he just simply said, aggression. Mm-hmm. And, and he said it in a way that he was, it was a very, he was very aggressive as he said it, and then he was like, done. <laughs> yeah, and I noticed in that moment, he didn't say, I told him to be aggressive. Mm-mm. You hear that everywhere. All right, be aggressive, guys. Be aggressive. No, he said aggression. Mm-hmm. What What's the difference between the word aggression and just say, hey, guys, be aggressive? Mm-hmm. Well, the word aggression, you know, it isn't a verb. It, it's a non-action word. It, it's a noun. It's a quality and attitude it's a, a posture of the heart towards something mm-hmm. and in this case it was towards TCU you know he, he didn't just want him to go out there and play a certain way he wanted him to go out there with a particular mindset and an attitude that from the inside that from their core it would drive everything else mm-hmm. that happened it was an it was just a complete mindset of just aggression that poor christian university i know boy, and they man. were their coach was you, you know you, I, you I, like the coach i saw a lot of interviews i'm like darn he seems like a really nice guy I know. and that team you were i mean if you weren't a georgia fan the rest of the country was pulling for him because yeah. what an underdog team but man kirby wanted the team to go out there 
with a mental state, with an attitude, with an understanding, they're trying to come into our camp and take mm-hmm. from us what we rightfully own, mm-hmm. and we're not going to stand for it. And um, and so then after the game, the post game interviews, like the next day or two, um, they asked him, "What did you mean by the you know when you said aggression?" Mm-hmm. And I love this, and this is really what grabbed me for our topic today. Here's what he said: He said, "If we're aggressive." then that means we're not being hunted. We're on the attack. We're on the prowl. We're trying to be the lion in the jungle that wants to be the king of the jungle, and there's only one way you do that. It's not on just on Saturdays. It's not when you're on TV. It's every day. It's a work ethic that you've got to believe in. Mm-hmm. It's a mindset. It's an understanding, mm-hmm. right? It's every single day. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think in the week before um, – the game the week before, they didn't come out with that and own uh-huh. it. They almost lost that game. They almost lost that game. And I think that's pertinent today, too. Because if you let your guard down and stop being aggressive. Now, let's talk about how does that relate to our marriage? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I remember. So, we, if you li- listen to the last episode, you um, you know that we've we launched this ministry, excuse me, three years ago. And then just a, a couple of weeks ago, we stepped full-time into the marriage adventure and uh, doing it full-time. And we've had a lot of people say this to us, and they're, they're 100% right. And they're people that we love and we trust, and I know they're 100% right. And they've, they've all said, well, just get ready because the enemy hates what you're about to do with marriages. Mm-hmm. And get ready because he's going to attack. He, he hates what y'all are doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are, are they it, right? Absolutely. Absolutely right. <laughs> yeah. And, and and we've seen it, haven't we, mm-hmm. firsthand? Oh yeah, it, it. We've seen it so much in the last year, moving towards this, mm-hmm. that to think, man, once we actually are in it, what's the attack going to be like? It can make you a little ooh. It made me a little fearful. Fearful, yeah. Uh-huh. What did it? What did uh-huh. it do inside of you when you heard that? Yeah, it's like, oh, you know, we've we've already been through quite a bit here. Mm-hmm. What's next? Mm-hmm. Are we sure? Uh-huh. You know, it was like, it was easy and nice and safe before, mm-hmm. and 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 it did, especially when you got kids. Yep. You know, I mean, because the enemy's coming after your family, he's coming after your marriage, he's coming after this, and and uh, and it did. It sparked some fear in me. You know what it made me? It mm-hmm. made me the hunted. Mm-hmm. It put me on a defensive. Well, and people always say, even in, you know, if you're in ministry or if you're walking in God's will, people say you're going to have a target on your back. But you know, that's true. It is. That's very true because um, the enemy has a plan and it's to derail your whole life. And if you're trying to invest in marriage, he's going to come after your marriage. Mm-hmm. And if, he's, if you're trying to, honestly, if you're trying to invest in the kingdom, he's going to try to come after your marriage, your family, your health, mm-hmm. your whatever. Mm-hmm. You're hunted. Mm-hmm. Um, he is prowling. Well, scripture says it prowls around like a roaring lion seeking mm-hmm. whom he can devour. He's hunting. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah. and, and then when I heard that interview with Kirby, I was like, man, that, that aggressive mindset of we will not be hunted. Mm-hmm. Dang it, we're going after him. I don't care who it is. Mm-hmm. And we're going to prove to the world who we are. Mm. And I thought, man, that's just a football game. Mm. We've This is a spiritual battle we're in. Mm-hmm. And... Who do we have in us? Mm-hmm. And we have the power in us yeah. to overcome. Yeah. I mean, it, it reminds me of 1 John 4, 4. 
It says, little children, you're from God. You've overcome them. You've overcome the world. You've overcome the enemy. Past tense. Past tense already. You've claimed it. For he who is in you is what? Greater than he who is in the world. Mm -hmm. I mean, that right there, that's a, that's a pregame locker room speech. Mm -hmm. Minus the expletives, right? (laughs) That's a, that's a, guys, what are you doing? You already own it. Yeah. He who that's, is in you, you have the very, I, t- I told a guy this yesterday in counseling, I said, you have the resurrection power of the almighty God. The very mm-hmm. same power that rose Jesus from that dead lives in you. Mm-hmm. And we live like we're the hunted. You know, I was sitting in Bible study yesterday with a um, sweet group of ladies. And one of them who is, she's been doing ministry a long time and she is just, constantly pouring out and we were talking about we were talking about this verse in psalm 27 one it says that the lord is my light and my salvation whom shall i fear Mm -hmm. the lord is the stronghold of my life of whom shall i be afraid and we were talking about how that was written by king david he was probably being chased at that moment by saul who was wanting to kill him who's physically wanted to kill him and this lady said you know what i'm gonna just tell you what the devil hates me (laughs) and she said but the feeling's mutual. <laughs> and that was, and that's what, that's this. It's, it's that, that aggression. It's like, you know what? You can hate me. I hate you back. And yeah. I'm coming after you. I'm taking things for the kingdom of God until yeah. I have no more breath in my lungs. Come at me, yo. You yeah. know, I, yeah. I'll take you out. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not taking you out. God's already taken you out. Yes, yes. It is. until the, And what she say, until the day I'm taken out, I will fight. Mm-hmm. And God, that mentality. Mm-hmm. And it's not just a mentality. It's, it's what's already been done. Yeah. It's like Kirby, Kirby said in his, in his pregame locker room speech. He said, you put in the work. Just do what you do. Do what you already are. It's mm-hmm. easy, guys. Mm-hmm. Just go out there and stand in who you are and do it. Mm-hmm. He, even, he even said that. He said, it's easy. I'm like, you're in a national championship game. Well, yeah, they're there because of who they are. Mm-hmm. We're here as Christians because of the work that Christ did on the cross and the resurrection he did from the grave to put his life in us. Mm-hmm. And yet we're going to back down when, and, and get fearful when somebody says, and I'm saying this because I, I have, well, we're, the yeah. enemy's going to come at you. Mm-hmm. And, and they didn't say that as to make us fearful. They said that for us t- to have this mentality. To put on your armor and get ready. Mm-hmm. To, and, and it did. It sparked something else in our marriage We've got to understand, and we've said this before, but your marriage truly, in this season of of where the world is in history, the enemy knows he's running out of time. He's getting more and more aggressive and more and more, he's looking to take your marriage down. Mm-hmm. So you have got to be on, not the just the defense, you've got the defensive, you've got to come You've got to come to, ready to work. It's it's we're on the attack. We're on the attack. Yeah, you got to guard your marriage. Uh-huh. You got to invest in it proactively. Mm-hmm. You and can't just wait to say, okay, we're going to put up a few boundaries around our marriage and just be, and you know, let's just make sure we're looking that, out for that's attack. A, that's a defensive method. But we got to be aggressively pursuing each other mm-hmm. to keep our eyes focused on what we've got here. And and on the Lord through the Lord's strength, we've got to be able to to pour in mm-hmm. in a way that is pursuing each other, and that's that it's a you know what, dang it, we're not letting anything in, mm-hmm. and we're gonna work hard to make it great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, nothing unites two people. And we say this. This is a, a quote we quoted in our book. Nothing unites two people like a common enemy. Mm-hmm. And when we live 
as hunters on the attack and allowing the spirit to go before us and do the work he's already done and go back to what Kirby said. He said, it's not just on Saturdays when we play. It's not just when we're on TV. It's every day. It's a work ethic you got to believe in. Mm -hmm. So for marriages, it's what you just said, Bonnie, if you let your guard down and you're not abiding in Christ every day, meaning you're not walking with him, you're not in the word of God, you're not renewing your mind in the word of God, you're not hitting your knees for your spouse every day and your children every day. And if you're not locking down your entertainment, if you're letting stuff come in through your TV and your in your computer screen, in your phone, in your phone, whether it's pornography or whether it's just entertainment that's not pleasing to God, or maybe it's it's in the spiritual social media, realm, that, spiritual realm. Yeah. Relationships yeah. through social media even. Yep, yep, yep. Then you're get you've opened up a portal for the enemy to come into your home mm-hmm. and just crawl through your TV set and your computer screen and your phone screen and into your home mm-hmm. and attack you. And if you're if you're not if you're doing those things or not doing those things, you will be attacked. Mm-hmm. But if you're doing all those things, then guess what? It, greater is he that's in you that's in the world. Mm-hmm. And and you're tapping into the power of the Holy Spirit now, mm-hmm. saying, Holy Spirit, you fight this battle for me. And in confidence, I'm going to stand in you, not in my own work. Well, marriage is not just hard. It's almost impossible outside of surrendering to God to give you the strength to do it. Yep. I've, I've got several couples that I'm working with right now and, um, and that's had, you know, affairs and different things. And, and there's a common thread. Um, one of them said 10 years ago, we really took our eye off the ball spiritually. Mm-hmm. We stopped plugging in at church. We stopped getting, you know, reading the word. We kind of focused our attention towards the kids activities and all that. And, and, and that's when the enemy came in and that's when temptation set in and he, he took advantage of the weak areas of their life mm-hmm. and he comes in the door that's cracked, cracked or not locked and, and, uh, and that's what he does. And then another couple, same thing. And and that's, so we, and, and I, the biggest thing that they've learned from this is we've got to be on guard. It's an everyday mentality. Mm-hmm. And we've got to abide and we've got to let God fight that battle for us that he has already won. Yeah. And so um, the enemy's mission statement is that he, he comes only to kill, steal, kill, and destroy. And we see it. We see it almost daily. Yeah. It, I mean, he's destroying families through porn, through infidelity, addictions. The list just goes on and on. Well, and, and complacency. Complacency, just, yeah. We're just good. relaxing. We're huh. Hey, you know, the, it's, it's a busy season with the kids, so we're just going to devote everything to them and their activities. Mm-hmm. And guess what? You don't, Now you don't have date night. You're not praying with each other or for each other. Your family is just, you're dividing and going your separate ways. And... And we're not focusing in on... That's not aggressive. No, that's not aggressive. And we need to be like David and go into the enemy's camp and take back what he's stolen from us. Mm-hmm. And that's aggressive. We don't need to be fearful. We need to be confident in Christ. So so how do we do all that? I mean, there's... That's great. You know, I, I already feel like this tone of this is a little bit more <laughs> locker room. Dang I'm like, it. okay. We're just, <laughs> well, you know. and I tell you, it is because... This week I've already I've met with three couples that's going through it and I'm ticked off. I know. I really not at am. them. No, not at them. I'm ticked off at the at the enemy because he's coming in and he is devouring wonderful people. Yeah. I mean just people that are I consider friends, people 
Yeah. And I'm, I'm hacked that he's mm. doing this to great, wonderful people. So how do we, how do we combat that? How do we combat that attack? We talk about living, you know, on, you know, being the, the hunter. How, what does that look like? Well, um, it's funny. I'm, I'm actually go back to Kirby's, the rest of his speech. Oh, Kirby. And, um, and, and, there's, it's funny how many lessons were in that I think we could take from this. But he, the second part of that was, uh, was he said this. He said, we've spent a lot of time. This was post-win. This was the next day. He said, we've spent a lot of time trying to explain to the team how the mighty fall. Right? So they came off a, nat- a national championship last year, mm-hmm. and now he's explaining to them, if you want to repeat, this is how you do it. If you don't, this is how you do it. This is how the mighty fall. He said, the mighty fall because they don't have humility or they, they have, they're prideful, mm-hmm. right? We've had victories in the past. Ah, we're good. Mm-hmm. They, and that breeds complacency. Mm-hmm. He said, it, not because of, he said, another reason the mighty falls because you're not where your feet are. What does he mean by that? Well, let's unpack it in a second. <laughs> he said, you're not where your feet are and not understanding what got you there. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's another huge thing. And he said, the last thing was, not being coachable. Mm-hmm. So not having humility, not being where your feet are, not understanding what got you there, and not being coachable. He said, uh, he said, so we'll continue to sell that, and and hopefully the right kids will buy into the program. Mm-hmm. So let's look at those three. So not having humility, that's what? Being prideful. It's that idea of, you know what, we're good. We're fine. We, You know, we've, we've got the greatest marriage. We're awesome. You know, we're doing really well, and it's like, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. We don't we don't really need this. We don't need marriage coaching. We don't need checkups. We don't need the date nights. We're good. If we go to counseling, people are going to think our marriage yep. is. I'm going to worry about what they think. If I mm-hmm. if I share this marriage podcast I'm listening to on my social, people think I got a bad marriage. Mm-hmm. So so yeah. we just kind of acquiesce. Yeah. yeah. That pride sets in of I don't want people to uh-huh. to, to think I'm not what I want them to mm-hmm. you know want I want them to think. Yeah, so, it's resting on your laurels as well. Well, I, and that goes into I, that I, not understanding what got you there. Yeah. I think another thing of not having humility is maybe we've had some success. Mm-hmm. You know, we've been married 26, almost 27 years, and, man, we've, we're doing good, mm-hmm. right? We've, we've had a great marriage. Mm-hmm. And, and guess what? Now that's it's apathy. We, we, we rest in that, and we sit back on our laurels, and guess what the enemy does? Yeah. I remember in our first, maybe second year of marriage, there was a couple that we knew that we really cared about. We it, it shocked us because there was infidelity and they divorced and they were a godly couple. And it, we were young and we were like, oh my gosh. Mm. And we, I remember that saying, I would never mm. do that. And I remember a pastor looking at us and saying, don't ever say that. Mm-hmm. Because the minute you say, I would never do that, you are really opening yourself up to, well, guess what? Really? You really, because then you're not aware. You're not putting up your guard up. You're not being in protection mode. And it's that, that pride and pride goes before destruction. We're all six seconds from stupid. That's right. You know, Mm -hmm. that's, that's right. So not having humility. Here's the second thing, not being where your feet are. Mm -hmm. So what is that? Being, that means being present and mindful in the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I have the tendency I can live f- too far in the future, mm-hmm. dreaming, and I can having li- vision. And, and I can live too far in the past. Yeah. 
And and both of those can be dangerous. You living too far in the past, what's the damage there? What's the danger there that it can cause? Well, you you don't focus on where you are right now. You kind of are that that goes back into you know, we're good, we did fine, we're okay. Or you're longing for those days again, so mm-hmm. you're just like, you know, I'm not here. Or maybe maybe you messed up in the past. And you're beating yourself up and don't yeah. You're allowing the enemy to just bring guilt and condemnation. And so, how can we have a proper perspective of the past? <laughs> you, shook, you shook your head. I'm no. like, I don't know. You do. Um. So, I mean, we need to learn from the past. Mm-hmm. You looked at me like, I'm like, yeah, you're putting me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> we need to learn from the yeah. past. Yep. See our mistakes and see where God filled in the gaps. And his forgiveness and his grace is why we're where we are. I think we learn, We I think the past successes can breed some confidence, not in us, mm-hmm. but in God's provision. It's remembering God's, God's faithfulness. Is the remembering that, and mm-hmm. but in being fa- and being mindful to actually review those things. Mm-hmm. You know. Now, what about what's the dangers of living too far in the future that you've experienced by living with me? <laughs> <laughs> well, when you start dreaming too far in the future. Sometimes you can for, you can leave your partner behind, uh-huh. or sometimes you can get so far into the future that you're not present in the moment, mm. and you're not enjoying the now. Mm. I fight with that. Yeah, you're not I just do. enjoying where we are. It's like I remember when I was a little kid. It's like, oh, I can't wait till I'm 15, or I can't wait till I'm 16, and or, I can't wait till this, or, I can't wait till that. And the older I get, those moments come so quickly and are gone so quickly that. It's, you know, when our kids are just growing so fast, it's like, I need to wrap my arms around this day and enjoy this day before I wish away future, you know, the days that... It's a good country song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it really is. But it's so true. Um, yep, yep, so. yep. And then uh, the third thing is not understanding what got you there. Yeah, that's kind of along the lines of, of being prideful, too. Mm-hmm. You just kind of, oh, we're good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, 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 man, look what we've done. And not uh, not resting, and what that does for me, and is it leads me to independence. Mm-hmm. You know, an illustration we use a lot is in the Garden of Eden. There were there were two trees. There's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which they God commanded them to stay away from, and that is the trying tree. Me trying to earn my salvation, me trying to be God. And the other one is the the tree of life, mm-hmm. which is Jesus. And that's the, he's the way, the truth, and life. And that's the trusting tree. Mm-hmm. And when I don't remember or understand what got me there, I eat from the trying tree. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, you know, but what I need to do is daily dependence, eat from that trusting tree that Jesus, Jesus is life. And, mm-hmm. and, um, and that it's only by his grace that we're where we are. Yeah. Yep. Yep. He's the one and, and staying plugged into him is what has allowed our marriage to sustain mm-hmm. And then the last one he said was just being coachable. Mm-hmm. And how can we be coached in our marriage? How can we stay coachable in our marriage? Well, I think even the best marriages think we don't need to be around other godly influences. We don't need to listen to podcasts or go to retreats or do those things, or we don't want people to see us doing those things. We think we got it all figured out. Or even make church a priority. Right. Mm-hmm. And and that's... Uh, we're not willing to learn anymore. When we stop learning, we're in trouble mm-hmm. um, because you just slide backwards. It's not if you're not moving forward, you are moving backwards. You're never 
just staying where you are. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're not making that decision to to be coached and to be encouraged and to be held accountable, then you're probably falling backwards. Yep. Yep. Constantly reading books, listening to podcasts, even at a, a counseling session, maybe with a, a professional counselor or a pastoral counselor or going to once a year, going to a marriage enrichment event, like a marriage mm-hmm. retreat or something like that, or getaway mm-hmm. um, is so good. And that helps coach us. Mm-hmm. So, well, I felt like the tone of it got a lot easier towards the end. I wasn't as aggressive. As <laughs> you weren't yelling in the microphone. Yeah. So I noticed like, my levels were peeking out here on the board. The, maybe you missed your calling. You should have been a coach. <laughs> well, I think I think we now have, I, I, I want us to change, maybe we do a, a sports marriage podcast uh, blend. We might lose our female that listeners. Be, I think I don't. I mean, you love sports. I think I think that's. Yeah, but I'm weird. Oh, that's but. good. <laughs> well, we thank you guys for listening today, and um, and if you, a couple ways you can pray for us is one, uh, you could pray for our marriage, mm-hmm. but uh, but also pray that God brings partners along in way of supporters. Uh, whether that be financially or through prayer or a big way you can support is share this podcast. Uh, yes. Subscribe to it. Share it with your friends. Share it on your social. That's almost a tongue twister. Share it on social. <laughs> and um, and and then follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Marriage Adventure. You guys have a great week. We'll uh, look forward to being with you next time. <laughs>